0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woman in Comedy Festival podcast. Today I get to chat with the amazing, talented Alex Stringer. Um, Alex Stringer is a pro-comedian who has come up so quickly in the last couple of years. Not only that, she's also um, the founder of Fems and Thems, which is an all-female comedy night and non-binary night in the heart of Manchester. But also she's doing a show in the Woman in Comedy Festival, of course, but um, we have a really great chat about mental health and uh, being a sober comedian and what that looks like and the journey for her to finding her way to comedy and making people laugh. So strap in, get ready and enjoy this episode. We got it working. <laughs> oh my god, that that took ages. It did, but that that
1: we did it without asking for help. This is true. That's it. You know, the other day my housemate moved out, and I'd never had to change a windscreen wiper or like anything like that. And I he moved out, and I was like, oh fuck, like what am I gonna do? And and my windscreen wiper broke. Yeah, and I was like, fuck. And so I was like oh, right, I'm going to just do it myself. And I did it, and I was dead proud of myself. <laughs> oh, I love that. I but I'm not like I'm not like that in, in the yeah. sense that I'm so, like, my brain doesn't work like that. And so yeah. it was so helpful having him, because I'd be like, can you do this or this? And he was dead handy. And so it was the first time I had to, like, actually just try and work something out
0: myself. So you're not a handy person? No, not at all. So you couldn't like if a tap was a little bit loose, no. get in there. You can you make like a fat flat pack? Um, you know, like from IKEA. Yeah, I or can try. I guess I Yeah, I can
1: try, but I'm not good at it. Okay, but like I've done it and done it where it's like a hundred percent like the wrong way around. Yeah, but I've tried. Yeah, just not successful. Okay, but saying that, I got a thing from IKEA the other day, like a little side table. It's twelve quid and that was it wasn't flat pack it wasn't that extensive but mm. I did do it and it it wasn't fixed so maybe you're learning you know cuz I, I feel think. like
0: making this stuff is like adult lego
1: yeah my housemate like loves it yeah. and he's and so I think maybe also having someone who enjoys it means that you don't have to really kind of try yeah um but I did try and then um yeah, but it was, it was so weird. I ordered some stuff off um, Wayfair. Yeah. And basically they sent, so I was getting like a little bookcase for my room and they sent um one and it was faulty. Like my housemate was like, I cannot make this work. And then basically we only needed like one small panel that was just faulty. And I like emailed Wayfair and was like, "Hey, like, what am I supposed to do with all of this wood now?" And they were like, "Just throw it in the bin." Yeah, they were like, "It costs more to get us to send you send it back." So, wow. just get it. and I was like, "Ah, surely they would have just gross. sent you like." I know, uh, just the panel. Yeah, and exactly. Not the- and also on their website, you do actually have to send them like exactly which part it is that's broken. So I had to do that. So I also figured they're gonna go in a warehouse and go item 14 for this one Mm. bookcase. But they didn't, they sent a new bookcase. And I was like, guys, this is not helpful for like all of these rumors that you're like into the trafficking game. Yeah, I was like, that it's a front, like I was like, this is 100% what this is. I was like, oh, you're really not doing yourself any justice here. (laughs)
0: I mean, are you happy to have that on the podcast or should we just start? I'm not bothered. You can have it on a podcast. I don't okay. Well, you know, we kind of started already. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just having an water mm. for those who are listening because we don't have video. We're just doing it. <laughs> We're going old school we styles. Are.
1: We are going old school styles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So here we are. We're talking about comedy. We start off talking about <laughs> flat packing and making stuff, and, <laughs> and then comedy. And then we just—I'm so good at segueing, like so good at segueing, like an open micer.
1: Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've still not managed the beauty of the segue, haven't me, you? Well, I say that I probably am fine with it, but I just—if um, it's yeah—if it's quite a hard, a hard segue, I'm a bit like, oh, that's so we'll see
0: so then when you are getting your like 20 minutes together are you then making sure it's all kind of in order so it doesn't have you know because like some comedians have really polar opposite segues like they'll do one joke and then they'll flip it and do a completely different subject
1: yeah. that po-
0: like I don't think polarizes is the right word but um you know is, is that something that you're not good at and would you just have your whole set ready to go okay cool I don't want any polarizing I would just want it to be a smooth journey through my 20 minutes
1: um I don't know really I feel like um it's something that I'm learning and I find it so interesting to be able to be like oh like as I learn I will probably move and change and pivot in terms of what I enjoy Mm -hmm. doing um and in terms of like you know like figuring out that you like a certain thing. So I know I love a rule of three. Yeah. And so I'm very aware of that And because I like, I'm very like, don't do that. Cause we love those. And there's too many of those in there. And so it's like trying to be like, okay, what else can I make this look like yeah. that isn't that? Um, But yeah, I don't know really. I feel like my 20, because I'm still so new and it's kind of like getting it to a certain point, I presume, I really hope that it will evolve. But right now it still feels very like, this is me, this is who I am. These are all the kind of facets of knowing me at a base level. Yeah. That's kind of what my 20 feels like. Okay. Um, And so it's like, but yeah, I think I'm more like, I'll kind of put all things in a certain way. And then it's like, yeah, I will try and curate it. So it looks more like, okay, this is, I'm talking about my mom and then I'm talking about, my mom's standards for me. And then I'll talk about how, um, you know, about then dating, like kind yeah. of naturally that, like being yeah. a kind of that feeling a bit more natural. Otherwise, I don't know, I feel like I'm learning all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, cause like you have kind of, um, how long have you been in the game now? So, cause I know you did beat the frog in 2020. I you did. Were in the world series. Yeah,
1: I did. World you made series it to the final and everything. Yeah. Um, so I started in twenty nineteen. Okay, wow. So and I did beat the frog five weeks in in yeah. twenty nineteen. So
0: and just to yeah, just to kind of pull on that subject, how did it feel then, being five weeks in doing a competition like beat the frog? It was
1: really good because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like so many people. I was like, I'm doing this thing, like it's like a frog thing. I don't know. Um, like I didn't have a clue, didn't know, like, like because I'm from Liverpool, didn't know what the Frog and Bucket was, um, and so I I did a course, and they basically were like, there are less female applicants, so you'll get on quicker than your male counterparts, and um, that was true because I got on, um, yeah, so I got on, uh, my <laughs> my um, beat the Frog was April Fool's Day. Wow! Never forget it. I know, and um, the day that I won, and then it my so I was five weeks in, and then my male counterpart, who I did the, a course with, he then didn't do it till like June or July, mm-hmm. like in terms of the waiting list and all that. Um, and so it was really good because I didn't have a clue, and yeah. so I went in, and I didn't have this um, you know, all of this kind of comedian kind of um. The, the, like a weird baiting thing that people do and yeah. and they kind of are like, oh God, like that is crucif- like crucifying or they make you have a certain opinion about them. And I just feel like it it means that you go on with this like additional anxiety. Yeah. Whereas I didn't really have that. I was like five minutes. I got those five minutes. I've only got five. I don't know any anything else. So that's all I'm gonna do and um. It was very different. My 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 set was very, very blue when I first started. Mm-hmm. Um and then I don't know whether it's because of like growth as a comic or growth as a person or just kind of um I didn't like how it made me feel, if I'm quite honest. Yeah. I felt like audiences or um not necessarily other comics, other comics were actually quite great about it, but I felt like some audiences sometimes were like, how dare you talk about your body in this way? This is unacceptable. And I didn't like how that made me feel. And maybe that's a coward thing, but I just was like, okay, I don't want to feel like this when I come off stage. So I need to write around other stuff that is a bit more... like not acceptable but just kind of still as true to me as a comic but just doesn't feel as and then i can kind of lean back into that stuff if they are happy
0: yeah like self-deprecating kind of comedy that yeah but i guess that's probably what you're used to seeing yeah because that's the hard part of starting comedy is you see all the people on the tv and live at apollo or at a club, you might go and see your favorite comedian and then you think, oh, that's how you do it. And yeah. then you're in the open mic world, which yeah. is a completely different world. Whole different, yeah. Whole different I think game. also
1: as well, I think it was a bit of, um, it was a bit of the shock factor as well, that it was like, like I come on and I present as quite like sweet and like, you know, I um, don't know if people think I'm innocent, but like that kind of thing. And then they're like, oh oh, look at this young girl. Oh, let's see what she has to say. And then when you're talking about when you start throwing in things like, can I swear on this? Back yeah, 100%. Spread? I think I already have. But you know, yeah. you're like, I should probably check that. <laughs> Unless you're at the end, you're like, stop. And then you're like, well, we can't use that at all. Thanks. Um, <laughs> bye. Um, But yeah, like when you mention things like anal or something like that, people are like, <gasps> like, that, that is kind of, and maybe also that was a helpful thing as a newer comic that didn't really have any kind of um, jokes that maybe weren't necessarily based in kind of what I actually can do in terms of joke writing um, and more about the shock factor. But at the end of the day, it put me on people's radar and definitely in terms of the open mic circuit quickly because I was five weeks in and people were like, have you met this girl? No one knows who she is. Um, And it was fair, I'd literally done like four gigs. Wow. At that point, it was like so new. Um, and a comic who will remain nameless, but I know that he now knows that I've said this about him to other people. Um, he came up to me after that Beat the Frog win and said, "Um, most female comics aren't funny, but you're a funny one. And um, my friend was stood behind me and was like ready to like you know throw hands and I was like simmer down yeah we <laughs> don't know who he is yet um now I know that he's no one so it's fine but <laughs> I don't really care if he listens to this because I'm just like
0: I mean he nah. probably won't because it's a woman in comedy exactly exactly he's, he's like, not so boring women speaking no no
1: no um but yeah but now I'm um, I'm pretty I'm almost hundred percent sure that he knows
0: and I'm just like, eh, I don't care. Who are you? I mean, you're in the final in twenty twenty as well, which was all done online. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, it was it was weird because in the end the
0: was I in twenty twenty one as well um not by my records that i looked up (laughs) prior to this podcast um because no because 2021 is when i started and i did not meet you and beat the frog so maybe
1: because did dan win the beat the 2020 yeah so the final was in person but i think a lot of the kind of um gigs themselves for like the beat the frogs maybe were not in the club does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was um because yeah it was weird. It was like we I think we went back into another lockdown. Yeah. Just after the World Series final. Yes, that's right. Um, yeah. and it was like, mad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been really nice, and it's been really nice to see Dan's kind of like ascent. Um, and. In in the sense that as well, like I've been in quite a few finals with Dan and yeah. like it, from a selfish point of view, I'm like, Oh, that makes me feel so much better about myself because I'm like kind of on a level but he's been going like twice as long as yeah. I have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. making kind of going, Oh, there is room to grow, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love him as a person as well. He's the best. Yeah. He's actually the best.
0: I mean, he's now an MC for Beat the Front. I know, I love that as well. He's I think great. that's so nice. I think yeah. that's great.
1: Um, he's just someone who like is naturally funny, but also has like, yeah. really grinded.
0: But you're naturally funny. Uh, I do yeah. agree. And I think you're right about what you were saying about being blue, because you definitely have this, the audience love you as soon as you get on. I don't think you have to work hard for them to be on your side. So that is probably another reason why they were like, why is this person that we automatically, but I don't know why, yeah. but we automatically yeah, yeah. connect with this person yeah. saying this vile stuff.
1: Yeah, probably. That was probably it that they were like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, We
1: want you to be nice. But um, I think also that is like a real, like um, really fun thing to lean into to be like, ah, they didn't think that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, even sometimes I feel like, because of where I'm from, there is um a bit of a uh you know bias, whether it's intentional or not, that people are kind of expect that they hear like the voice and they go, oh, no. and they're like expecting this kind of like, oh um you know uh just talking about. Relation, like you know i don't know because it's really hard because there isn't a scouse female comic in the industry that is out there um and so kind of being like coming at it from the male perspective that is out there you know uh, like no shade to them because some of them i'm really good friends with and stuff but they also would recognize that you know they they do talk about the birds and all that sort of stuff and so kind of like you know, making a joke about, like I love being able to tell a joke about police brutality and being like, but you didn't expect that, did you?" Yeah, Because you're kind of going, oh I think about you in this part of my brain and then you're kind of touching on something else and that's really what I wanna do as a comic, like kind of just push against these boxes that I'm putting.
0: Do you feel like though, as a woman as well, that people don't expect? Because I think it's only just suddenly becoming acceptable for women to speak that way in the last maybe year or so. Because I've seen a, such a change in female comics getting away with it more than probably yeah. what they did.
1: Defo, I'm being a bit braver. Yeah. Um, about being like, mm. um, but yeah, I I think so. Defo, I think people are kind of going, um you know, I'm gonna tell you what is in my brain and how I think about things. And it's funny, I watched um, Michelle Wolf's new special last oh, night. Oh, isn't she great? She, she is, like, I am, Joke Show is probably one of my favorite specials I've ever seen yeah. in my life. But it was so interesting. I've watched two out of the three, so they split into like 20 minutes, 35, and then another 35, yeah. I think. So I've watched two out of three. Um, But it's really interesting that she's talking about, um, in the most basic level, she's talking about sexuality and she's talking about being a white woman and having privilege. And it's like, it's so interesting to see someone who is that much further on than you and being like, oh, the potential. Cause even like, I was thinking about the special on my way here today and I was thinking about, how I, how I think and I feel about certain things, politically and, and all of that sort of stuff. And I really like rate that. And even like, you know, um, I I remember seeing Daniel Sloss's ex mm-hmm. show, I think. Yeah. um And I remember, uh, you know, spoiler, if anyone hasn't seen it, but at the end of him going, you know, <laughs> Which isn't factually true. But the fact that they say if you put a frog in hot water, it'll jump straight out. But if you put it in cold water and then you boil the water, it will die. Um sorry to any vegans listening. Um but i am sure frog enthusiasts also also. Oh yeah, the frog. I mean, we are I in the frog. You guys are like sacrilege get out
0: yeah <laughs> um, i know i was about like <laughs> whoa whoa
1: <laughs> you're about to like throw hands i'm sorry did you Colin say Colin was about yeah to i come. know burst through the door and be like get our name out your mouth <laughs> um <a> la Will, Ala <laughs> will smith um and yeah and so i was like i watched that show and he talks about the fact that i've basically made you think a certain way throughout this whole show and now i'm kind of I've put you in the water. I've turned the heat up, and now you're kind of in this situation, going, oh, "You sneaky little man," like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I remember watching that and going, "Oh, I, I, I want to do that as a comic. Not yeah. necessarily that kind of, you know, ah, I got gotcha, But that that idea of kind of challenging perspectives, I think, yeah. is really um, is really important. And I, I do believe, you know, that you know, people go, "Funny's back," and all that bollocks. Um, (laughs) And I don't think it went anywhere. I think that you can be both. You can tell a joke about, I've got a joke about John Lennon had two half sisters. And I say, it's just like one sister. And and it's so stupid. It's probably the stupidest joke I've ever written, but it always makes people laugh because it's silly. And I don't think that's necessarily gone anywhere, but I can also be like, you know, Talk about yeah, other things that are important, yeah. and and actually have something, and and maybe not necessarily, you know, it always being in a club on a Friday. It can be in an hour or whatever. But I think you can look at things in a, you know, kind of be like, I'm I'm a jester, but I've also yeah. got feelings and thoughts yeah. and like opinions on things, and I I don't have to dumb down myself. Yeah. To um. I can do that on my terms. I can dumb down myself on my terms, but don't have to do that to be a comic.
0: Yeah, well, 100%. And also too, you need that, like two things, like you need that fluff. If you're going 100%. to challenge an com- uh, audience's mind, you also need the fluff to, for them to stay on your side. Because yeah. if you just can't, it soon then soon turns into this TED talk with humor. Exactly, and you're like, okay, I d- I've I seen didn't a lot come- of them. Yeah, and it's like I didn't come to watch comedy for a lecture. Like yeah. I wanted to be. Yes, I want my mind yeah. to be challenged a little bit. Yeah. But also too, like comedians come from the fool, and the fool was the only one that could say what they want to the to the king at yes. the time. Yeah. Um, and they could they saw the world as truly as they could and then they would make the king laugh yeah. at the truth of it all. Yeah.
1: You know and, and it and it makes you look inward at yourself. Yeah. And like I love that. Like I think that that you can have both things that that um, you know, you can watch a comedy show and go oh my god i haven't laughed like that in ages yeah and then you can be driving like or on the bus the next day and go how do i feel about that thing that they yeah. spoke about yeah um and and yeah i think that that's boss do you know what i mean like yeah. the the possibilities are endless do you know what i mean um but yeah so i think um i think i am you know, I I see the future ahead of me and I'm like, oh, I see what I can do. And um, I think that's really exciting.
0: Well, especially if you've got that in your mind now as you're still on that journey, I think you'll definitely get there because a lot of people forget (coughs) about the fluff. And you tell oh. them that, and you're like, don't forget a bit of the fluff yeah. or a smile, or even just a smile. I would count as fluff. Yeah, you know, to be like, I'm in the joke with you. Hundred percent. I'm in this with you guys. Yeah. And and a lot of comics forget about that. They're just like, oh, I just want to be political. I want to be like the heroes, you know, that yeah. I love. And it's like that's great, but they've been doing it a long time. They know how to play with the nice edge. Yeah. 100%. But you don't just yet. No, exactly. So you keep playing with the fluff. Yeah. Make sure. with the knife edge. Yeah,
1: because yeah, like like you said, it can so easily turn into, um, TED talk with a couple of jokes thrown in, and that would never ever. Then I think you know, be a TED talk person like that's uh, that surely is a job like, you know, well, we do got that. TikTok Don't now. do that. Yeah, yeah. You got exactly. TikTok now. Exactly. If you
0: want to preach, like there's so many yeah. people out there preaching. Yeah. So And I'm like, you know, yeah, like I I wanna, like I love doing
1: joke like get gigs and jokes and still laughing at kind of this communal experience and this kind of thing of being like ha 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 um but yeah as a as a woman it is really funny because i like you said you can i can go on stage and i feel like i have that trust or whatever but it's funny i did a gig in uh, south bradford the other week and it was when it was the so it was literally like a week ago yeah when the heat um heat wave yes it so went by the time this gets out it'll
0: yeah probably. i know remember that heat wave yeah
1: um so i was like sweating and i was on in the middle and i'd sat in this brewery it was so tight in there and it was really hot and i went on stage and i've never had it before <laughs> and i um couldn't remember my joke and i was like oh my god i'm i think the heat is getting to my brain like i was like i've never had this before And it was so funny, like so many people were so complimentary after the gig and were like, that is the fastest um like turnaround I've ever seen, like in terms of getting us back on side straight off the bat. And I was like, Oh, thank you. But inside I was like, that was mortifying. I've never ever had that before. But it was a very good learning curve for me, I think, as well, because it probably would have happened eventually. Yeah. Um, like I'm fortunate it didn't happen in four years, but it could. It could happen again whenever. Um, but it was so funny like then doing the rest of like you know the 20 minute set and being like being like funny like I am funny right? like like you you remember that now, right? And they're like, oh yeah, of course, like you know like when I don't know it felt more in, I guess because I felt I knew I knew I actually couldn't like you know sign it in like I had to actually be like, oh God, like this is so rare for me. Um, and, and there was a heckler as well, and I dealt, like, dealt with him and he was a div, but um, like, you know, we move. And I actually, I said to these women as I left the gig, I was like, I'm never gonna forget this gig. And they were like, oh no. And I was like, no, in a great way. I learned so much. And I I actually had a really lovely time and I was able to MC as well a bit when I was, um not MC, but have a bit of crowd interaction when, and, and still kind of be funny off the bat as well with them. And so it was, um, yeah.
0: But it was funny being like, oh no, I was fear. Because that's like the biggest challenge, isn't it? Like when you get a heckler that throws you off your game or like you said, the heat. And, and I always tell comics about Beat the Frog because people focus on the competition and trying to win it. And I'm like, that's not your job. Your job is to learn to get that audience on your side for five minutes. Yeah. This is your training. Yeah, 100%. Because when you are out in the wilderness of somewhere in a hall or yes. in a cellar- Or a and brewery. In a yeah. brewery and you're doing comedy and- you dry up, or a heckler happens, and it throws you off your script. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? I know. You'll never get booked again if you I don't know. know how to turn around. And that's what
1: 100%. That, gong that's, shows are for. Yeah. And people were saying that. They were like, actually, like, like, I was talking about it to some other comics that I'm friends with, and I was like, oh, God. And they were like, actually, I find that way more impressive when someone kind of can come back from that because you can tell a comic from a bad gig rather than, you know, a good comic from a bad gig rather than the other way. Um, but it was so funny with, with this guy because he was almost like, I'd heard this murmur and it had gone on too long for me not to address it. And I knew it was just this one guy having an internal monologue outside. And and I was like... um. I was like, he'd already had something not funny to say earlier in the night. Yeah. So you're already like, wow, you've got gumption. And so I just said to him, I was like, you, wh- wh- why are you talking? And he looked behind himself as if to go, who who me? Little old me. And I was like, I, I was like, there are two people in this room talking and I've got a microphone, my love. Like, what are you doing? And he was like, Oh, and then it was so funny. Like he stopped; it was fine. Apparently, Tez Ilyas went on after, and apparently, when he was like right near the end of his set, he was like, "Right, I've got one more story, and then I'm going to go." Same guy went. Oh, thank God! Right. So again, Tez tore him a new one. I'd gone by this time because I was in wait the next day, and um, and then as he left, <laughs> these women who've been gone to this gig every month for like three years. It's been going they, this fella was walking out and he got booed by everyone. Mm. And the promoter had to get between him and these women and they were going, don't ever come back to our comedy night ever again. You ruined that and those comics had to work even harder. Um, don't come back, like this is our night and we don't want you here. And, and I was like, oh my God, like literally, I was like, my honor was defended and I was, yeah. wasn't even there. And it just like, I was like, oh, I just love people. Like, there are yeah. those divs, but there are also people who are just, they just get it and they yeah. know. And I think this guy in particular, like, as soon as I addressed him, everyone clapped. Yeah. And you know that you're on the right side yeah. when they clap. Oh, yeah. And, it, and everyone said to me afterwards, I'm so glad you finally collared him because he was doing my head in. Yeah. And I was like, y- You're welcome. <laughs> But it was just so weird. I was like, it was a really, I feel like I don't actually get heckled very often, um, which I'm grateful for. Don't start bringing those to me. <laughs> to yeah. my door, thank yeah. you. Um, Like uh, for me, he didn't heckle. He just didn't shut up. And I yeah. was like, you need to be quiet because I'm talking. Um, And I think that's still a learning curve for me. And maybe that is a, a female privilege thing of that people are like, oh, don't, like the like, oh, don't do that to the girl, the young girl. Like she's just, you know. Um, and maybe it ties into that innocence thing. But I just don't really get it that often. So it's a really good
0: learning curve for me. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Maybe it is that persona that you have on stage that people don't, because a lot of other female comics don't have that luxury. They'll get the, ugh. Yeah,
1: I feel like maybe it's that, like, kicking a little puppy or something. Like, maybe, maybe it's that. And I do not give that energy in my day-to-day life. I'm, like, really fucking horrible. Like, no, I'm not horrible, but, like, <laughs> I'm quite, like, hard in terms of... um. You know, a bit bossy and yeah. Um, but maybe there is a one. I don't know. I really don't know. And the psychology of it. Fascinates me to be fair.
0: Well, it's your inner self coming out, isn't it? It's your yeah, alter ego. Like, I call is. it the Wizard of Oz effect. Yes. Like, it's the, you know, they, they're on stage and they give their energy, and you think, oh my gosh. And it's not until you look behind the curtain that you see the true person. Yeah, for sure. And you're like, oh, it's Ooh. persona. Especially with the men, you're like, hoo you're damaged.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where's that trauma coming trauma. from? We need yeah. to look at that. Honestly, it's so mad to me. Like, my um, like I am so grateful that I've had so much therapy, mm-hmm. and it is so baffling to me. Like obviously, um, like a, a comic passed away a few you know a few months ago, and and um, and my mum was like, oh you know it was their mental health bad or whatever, and I was like, I was like they tell jokes to strangers, Lynn. Like of course their mental health bad, and she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, they. Tell jokes for gratification to strangers. No one's well doing that. No offense, like people might come for me for saying it, but it's not true. But yeah. I believe it. Yeah, and yeah, I said yeah. to my mum, I was like, and obviously my mum knows me better than probably anyone in the world. And I was like, I'm regarded as one of the healthiest comics I know. And that's mental. Yeah. Like, and that's only because I had a breakdown. And that's the only reason is I had a breakdown before I started comedy. Mm. That's the only difference between me and other people is yeah. it's like, I've already done it. Yeah. And so um, I think I also have a really healthy relationship with comedy because of that. Yeah. Um, I know that it doesn't make me whole and I know that I would survive if it was to end tomorrow, yeah. but it's a proper joy of my life. Do you know what I mean? Like I love what it gives me, but it is not my life source. Like I have so many other things about me and and um but yeah, like I it, it just baffles me. Like I'm like uh duh,
0: like So if you don't mind talking about it we can tell Jacob to cut this out. But your breakdown, did that do you did that send you on the journey? Did that no. to the journey of comedy? No. No. <laughs> no. I got so I got sober when I was
1: uh twenty three in twenty seventeen um, and then I, um, you know, kind of had to learn to be a person again without substances. And, um, ha- you know, and I, I really believe that me getting sober and the breakdown was very, like, accumulative and it happened all at the same time. And then, um, yeah, and then I was writing a play, as one does, and... Um, and <laughs> as we all do. Of course, classic. <laughs> And um, I wanted to make it funnier, and so I did a workshop with another female comic, Jane Postlethwaite, yeah. um, and she was like, "Oh, have you ever thought of trying stand up?" And I was like, "No." And then um, and then there was a course at um, you know, a certain club, um, and um, I was like, "Oh, uh, you know, I'm in an RN all week." And was like, eh, dunno, night before, I, I just was like, nah, why not? It's four Sundays of my life. If it's rubbish and I hate it, I'll never do it again. But if um it, I love it, then cool. And um and I, I did the course, I did the the thing, and um there was a comic who went who said to me just before I went on stage, um, this is the beginning of the rest of your life or something really weird like that. Yeah. But it was I would have loved to have hear that after I did the first five minutes I'd ever done on stage. Whereas I was like, What? <laughs> and then I did it. And then I um they said to me, So you should probably gig about once a week. And I remember thinking, oh, like, you know, pull the other one. I've got a life. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm not doing that. And then um and then I started doing it and kind of just took on from there. Um and then yeah, I, I and I, I had to have a different journey with it in the sense that I had to um, go to gigs and work out if I was comfortable in places that sold alcohol and I was very aware that early on I was like if I don't and I feel triggered I just won't do it And I, I it was so early that I was like I, I, I wouldn't have known what this could have been yeah. but I did I did it for like you know um, you know three months say, and I didn't feel triggered by it at all. I felt fine. Um and maybe it was also my age. I'd I'd, already, I'd had to learn how to go out with my friends and it meant me going home early a lot because I couldn't my favorite hobby <laughs> was taken away from me and I was like, "Oh, you're all really annoying when you're drunk and I'm not." And so, um maybe it was a bit of that. I had to kind of be thrown in the fire a bit. Um but yeah, it's it's honestly honestly like one of the best Greatest gift of my recovery, like by far, like one of the biggest.
0: Well, also too, I think the time that you came into it, because you know, I came into comedy in 2013 and like then the drinking, the old boy kind of way of comedy was still like present. 100%. And I think now, people it's become professional
1: yeah so i think
0: back then it was just people who did comedy these damaged people who wanted to i mean it's still the case but people (laughs) are much more focused and i definitely saw the change happen Mm. um halfway through probably around about 2016 2017 where the new acts that came out the ed gambles the nish kuma the jama castor they were so serious, like they still had like fun with us back in Aotearoa, New Zealand. But they, they were so focused yeah. on what they were doing and where they were going. Mm. Um, and I think you probably the the universe probably yeah, brought you happened. in at a perfect time because I think people are proper taking it seriously now. Yeah,
1: the one thing I would say is that I feel like, like I always call my car like the car of truth, and it's because mm-hmm. like so many comics, if I like drive with them to gigs or whatever, like they will get in. And sometimes, you know, they'll be like, oh, I think, you know, I, I'm i not very well at the minute or I'm drinking too much or I'm drugging too much. And I always, I'm like, there's help available. Here's all the organizations to yeah. get involved with. And it is one of the things that, you know, I always say, like, it will never, ever go out of this car, but you can feel like you have that place to, to speak to me about it. And I feel really privileged that I'm trusted with that vulnerability aspect. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, and then it, whatever they choose to go from there, there is no judgment on my behalf. Yeah. Um, You know, if they want to, um, you know, sometimes it's just saying it out loud, you know yeah. what I mean? But I am... Um, yeah, I, I don't feel um triggered by them or anything like that, yeah. but I do say, and maybe this is the privilege of not doing comedy until I got sober, which I'm really grateful for because my reliability is like on there and I've never ever been known to, I never really cancel gigs yeah. at all, and yeah, it's, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. I do have that reliability and you know I'm gonna show up, do the job, go home, not cause drama, and that's like, A privilege of of my recovery but I also think that um you know I do see how some people will have a drink and they are that much slower and it might only just be a beat but I see it and I go oh like I'm really privileged that I don't drink anymore and so it's not something I even think about but when people kind of you know I find that really incredibly sad when people are like oh, I have to have a pint to get on stage. Yeah. I think that still hasn't completely gone away and maybe as generations filter through, it will go away. But there are a lot of people who are like, no, like yeah. I can't can't do this without, and you're like, oh, that's really sad that. Like yeah. you don't realize that, but that is really sad. And actually the comic you would be yeah. without it.
0: And they're killing back. kind of that beauty, because the problem is we see nerves as a negative thing, but actually nerves mean, especially as a performer, you were about to do something really exciting. Yeah. And you should be going, ooh, hello. (laughs) Yes, Yes, it's not a nice feeling, but at the same time, it's like something magical is about to happen. Because it is magical. It is magical. It's amazing. Audiences want to believe in the world you're creating, hence why I say it's the Wizard of Oz effect. We all want to believe that the Oz was real. It was so funny. I remember at the World Series, I remember I'd become friendly
1: with Brennan Reese. And I remember going up to him and being like, don't like this feeling. <laughs> he was like, what, what feeling? And I was like, "Um, I don't like this feeling because I was really nervous. I'm quite good in the sense that like, it's not I don't get nervous, but I don't get nervous to the extent that some of my peers do where they like, you know, feel like they're gonna throw up beforehand. I don't get that really. But some gigs or comps or like big, the most amount of people I've performed in front of, or whatever, or if there's something that it's not important, but it's like, you know, there's something at stake. That's when my nerves can kick in. And I just hate it. And it was funny, I worked out with Brennan that day. I was like, he was like, well, you're gonna feel nervous, mate, because you care. And I was like, "Oh, caring, what is that? I was like, no, I don't wanna care. I was like, I wanna be like, you know just so free and 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 whatever and actually like now when i do have it happen i'm like oh god yeah. like part of me sees that as like i don't know like that's still maybe some psychology that is working out in my brain but i can still sometimes see caring yeah. as weakness yeah and i'm like Ugh, <laughs> what is that feeling but actually it's amazing yeah to- care about something because
0: you get to do what other people don't have the courage to do as well like lots of people would be like oh i would love to do that or like how do you remember all the stuff and and all that and it's like yeah i'm really privileged because i've something inside of me is telling me you can do that yeah
1: yeah without consequences
0: yeah yeah i honestly the amount of time people come over
1: to me and they're like oh i would love to do that but could never and honestly i'm the biggest advocate for being like Just try. Why not try? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, life is long. Like, you know, you're here. Why not just do it? Just do it once,
0: even. And I, yeah, do you find as well that a lot, I don't want to speak for all women in comedy, but especially those in the open circuit. I notice it because I run Beat the Frog, but it is a struggle to get them, to get their confidence to come into the comps. You know, not everyone just goes, ah. I've only done four gigs. I'm going to "Beat the Frog." Yeah, and like <laughs> some of them are like, <gasps> you know, what is great
1: though. I almost feel like I would love it if there was, because the way that I kind of was, and maybe that was just me being a div and not googling anything, but because I didn't have an understanding, it's like I feel like there should be some kind of like alarm that goes off that it's like as soon as someone signs up for their first gig, that someone goes, you must. Uh, book in with Amy to do beat The Frog and that you don't have an understanding of what it is mm-hmm. because I honestly feel like all it takes is a couple of gigs where it comes up in conversation and even after me doing it and winning it, yeah, I'd go, oh God, that sounds really scary. <laughs> and I'd be like, what are you doing? You've done it, you don't need to. And yeah. so it's that thing of going, it is the way we talk about it, the language that we give it that makes yeah. it. And so I've always been like, a proper advocate for being like do it do it whenever you want to do it there is no like timeline to when you can do it because I think also some people almost put it on a pedestal and they go oh no I can only do that when I and it's like sometimes you're never ready you feel you never feel ready I didn't feel like I was ready to do a work in progress yeah and then people were like when are you doing your work in progress? And I was like, maybe I should start thinking about doing
0: the work in progress. I mean, you've um, just done a good segue there as well. Speaking of people is, that don't I do, know. you say you're not good at segways. So hello, right? work in progress. Yeah. But yeah, so people telling you to do the work in progress and this is your first work in progress, Yeah, for, which you're doing for this year's festival. Yeah. So yeah, when people are telling you, you should do it and you're like, Ooh. cause again, so much pressure is put on an hour show due to Edinburgh. Because Edinburgh is where people think they're gonna get famous. Out of three thousand shows, they think that I've got the best show and I'm gonna get famous when really it's just it's just a festival to do a show. Yeah. So yeah, how are you feeling about your show coming into the festival being your first solo show? Um,
1: a little bit like like nervous. This is one of those times where I will I'll be like, Oh, I care, this is gross. Um but I'm I'm more nervous about the fact that I think I'm like, oh, I've never been on stage for 45 minutes before. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I think I'm like, I, I in, a, in a psychological way to make me not panic, I'm very much kind of going, you know what? We're gonna re- have a really lovely time here. This is gonna be really good times. But you have never been on stage for 45 minutes before. Mm-hmm. And if you come away and you feel like, this is never, ever going to feel like it's a sh- an hour show that is ready to go. It's never going to feel like that. Yeah. And so if you just come away and go, hey, I've just been on stage for 45 minutes, never done that before. Yeah. If that's all we walk away with, that's all we need. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If, I, if I do the full 45 and go, thank you for coming, see you later, or whatever, that, that's it. That's yeah. the goal for me. And then, you know, ab- about kind of what, I want it to be about, and I want it to look like is just kind of, um. I want to talk about the fact that I know a lot of people have spoken about getting sober, and you know, um, John Mulaney did his special on Netflix recently, and but that was about his intervention and rehab. Say, um, I want to talk about it in the sense of what it's like to be a sober young person, and kind of the things that kind of come up in a positive way, and the fact that I've actually. I've given myself a chance like a second chance at life really with with getting sober and so I kind of that's why I've called it happy hour and it's like come and spend a happy hour but it was also that kind of nod to the subject matter but also I just want people to have a laugh like you know I am going to talk about what my life looks like now because that is um you know I, I like I wake up and I am sober and I go to work and I you know date or don't date in whatever that looks like um and and so kind of that's all kind of part of it as well um and so some of that is already existing material that I already you know do um but there is also a lot of stuff that like I kind of have been like, oh, can't really talk about that at a gig, like or like a club yeah. set, because it's um, I feel like especially when you're only doing like max twenty, you don't want people to feel judged. Well, this is my psychological, like what I feel about it. Don't want people to feel like judged for having a drink on a Friday. That's yeah. never ever my yeah. goal. Yeah, and so I think that's why you need a bit more breadth of time to yeah. be like, hey. I don't want you to be like, oh God, I feel really guilty for having, you know, a bevy. Do you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah, yeah. Um I never want that, but you don't necessarily have that um, you know, that relationship with an audience within twenty minutes. It's really hard to delve deep. Um, I know that because I wrote like a I'd say it was like five minutes or whatever, about being in a mental hospital. <laughs> And um, talking about how the fact that I didn't know how to self harm, like this is, you know, I don't know if you need to put spoilers at the top of that. And um, I probably like will. Tr- put spoilers. Trigger warnings. Yeah, we'll t- we'll trigger do warnings. Some trigger warnings. Addiction for this part. and self harm. Why not? Yeah, why not? Um, but I spoke about the fact that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that you had to, um, go sideways with. Uh, yeah so I ended up just shaving my inner forearm like in hospital and and it was like I tried to do that in a 10 and sometimes it worked they were like yeah. fine with it um because I had a bit about this woman who escaped and it was like fun um but I also was like oh this is quite hard to talk about not in the sense that I feel uncomfortable I didn't I'd done a lot of healing a lot of therapy by them but I didn't have that trust in that relationship with an audience by then to then go, I'm gonna tell you about <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were like, yeah. No. And I was like, Fair enough. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things like I that might be in this show because I but I can't do it in ten or twenty minutes. No,
0: months. well, because also too, like the joys of and I think I mentioned on another podcast, the joys of doing an hour show, there are comics who just do joke, 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 joke. But then there are people who tell a full story. Yeah. And they're and they're sharing a journey and you you're stepping into that world and you're doing that journey with them. And so that is the joy of the forty five minute hour show. Whereas you like you said, you can't always do that in twenty minutes because those people have paid twenty something pounds. Yeah. They've yeah, probably yeah. got a babysitter yeah, and they're like, We want you to make us laugh. Yeah. Hundred percent, For twenty minutes straight.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I think you can do like with an hour. Like, I definitely want to do both, and I think that's the the great thing about having work in progress and like kind of working it out is I really, really want to present like the best version of this mm-hmm. show, and my first outing is not gonna be, you know, um like you know if we're going off Edinburgh Edinburgh award winning like that's not what this is but i'm really excited i'm really excited to do it as part of a festival that i really believe in and i really feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. um and people that i really believe in what they're trying to do as an organization a comedy organization and so um yeah and so it is exciting yeah and it's nice like people have been really really nice being like you know whether it's been like unwarranted but being like oh should you know on twitter being like should see this this is going to be great you know be like yeah yeah it'll be great (laughs) and just being like yeah just come and sit down and we'll have a little chat be fine
0: yeah yeah um
1: but people have been really nice and that's kind of like oh that's really nice yeah like having a bit of a bit of growth and um and yeah and i i don't yeah, I I'm not really scared about maybe this fear will come in like in the next few weeks, like in the run up. But I'm not really scared about the fact that it's just me on the bill as well. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, we'll just see. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, as a as a programmer, I'm like freaking out. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Maybe I'll get there yeah, and it's I'll the be pressure, like oh, right? Because no. I want every show to do well. I want all sixty-eight shows to have an audience, whether it's sold out or they have, you know, five to ten people. Yeah. I want every show to do well. So I feel I know, you know what I mean? Like because you want this, I want this festival to do well because it's a great festival. It it's is. actually and I've worked multiple festivals and this is a really nice, fun. I mean, it's just me and Jess running around like crazy people doing everything. Yeah. But it is an, it's got that kind of boutique yeah. Manchester feel to yeah, it. You proper. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. And, like, speaking of organisations, I don't think we can end this podcast without talking about Femmes and them's because I think that's a really important show. And I know the journey was not easy from the get-go because we won't mention any names, but it was rejected from a different club that yeah. you wanted yeah, to yeah, perform yeah. it. Yeah. I don't mind saying that. That's all right. Yeah. Um, we can cut that it's out a you. No, no it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's and true. you came over to us yeah. the Frog and Bucket. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, let's put it on. 100%. So how did that idea come to you about, because you do it with Tegan Marlowe, I do. And um, Daisy Earl also yeah. has um, helped you guys with that. So yeah, how did the idea come to you? What did you feel was missing in the industry to bring this show? Um,
1: So in terms of, it, it's kind of a, a a thing of two parts really mm-hmm. um Daisy l is um such a champion of um realizing the fact that even in 2023 you can still be the sole woman on a lineup if that um and so has kind of gone you know what some of the the one of the weaknesses of our industry is the fact that a lot of people presume that we don't talk to one another and we don't have a relationship with one another. And to push back against that, let's kind of curate and organize, like not an organization, but a community where people know they can come to. And it not necessarily being a bashing of um, the boys club that can comedy can feel like, but kind of more just going, I've never mc before, anyone got any tips? Like very basic level. Um, and so we we made this thing called The Owl Network. And then um, basically, <laughs> as much as I can't deny the truth, um, the idea for this show was from um, a male comic mm-hmm. who um, basically was like, I thought of this idea. It already exists. It's not like fucking avant-garde to be like, let's put eight women on stage. Like that's not kind of, um, you know, brava. Um, you know, we're not kind of um making the wheel. Um but they they kind of had this idea and they kinda of, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying, sold me a dream a little bit. Um was not realised, which is fine. And then um the dream was realised in actually kind of the most organic and the best way. And that was kind of you guys kind of um being like, uh fuck those guys. <laughs> Let's do the thing because actually there was a night that used to exist here yeah. in Manchester, um, called Laughing Cows. And then there was Laughing Calves, which was the open mic off route of that. Um and, and it exists and it was successful. And so kind of going, oh duh, this does make sense. This is the right venue. And um and realizing that yes, um, in addition to women being um, you know. Hardly on, like, the one on the one on a lineup, also kind of going, you know, our nine non binary niblings kind of going, they're also, and we also are put in exactly the same category of them. It's like, oh, I don't need a woman because I've got a non binary person, and it's like, what? That is mental. I never, ever, ever understand it, but that's fine because maybe it's not for me to understand, um, because it is stupid um and that's fine you can't reason with that um and so kind of realized that there was um a gap there something that had always been celebrated by Manchester especially and this club and um yeah kind of going oh let's kind of make this um a really really lovely inclusive space where people feel like they can come and have a good time and it's not um focusing on the Lack of, um, men on the lineup. Yeah. It's more a champion of the fact that being a woman or a non-binary person is not a sum of my parts, and yeah. is, um, we can, you know, we talk a lot, um, in the industry about. I wouldn't put them on the same lineup because they're low energy or high energy, or they're both high energy, and I think that makes sense. But yeah. when people are like, oh, like. That two women on the same bill would necessarily talk about the wrong, about the same thing, kind of just speaks to how you view,
0: mm, um, yeah,
1: gender and whatever, yeah. um, and stereotypes, and it's crazy that that still exists, but um, yeah, and kind of going that we can have, um, this lineup and no one is necessarily touching on any of the same topics, mm-hmm. um, and the beauty in that, and um, and also kind of you know. Um, giving people that confidence that we spoke about, that there is lacking sometimes in the open mic circuit and kind of going that there is a lot of, um, I know that when I started, I feel like I felt a lot of um, having to ask for permission mm-hmm. um, to take up space and I don't feel like that now. And on this, any certain day, I say this to Tegan and Daisy quite a lot, some like days I am so secure in what I bring to the table yeah. and it's almost like a male comic has taken my body. Like they are like I'm fucking amazing and yeah. I'm like, who are you? Like, yeah, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. body. But I I kind of do say to them, and you know, I've got I've got a lot of um male comics who I'm friends with, but I do say I sometimes I just have to adopt your goal and your mm-hmm. audacity just to exist and yeah. like, and sometimes it is that like, I'm like, all right, I'll fake it to make it. Like I'll pretend that I think I'm worthy yeah. um, until it completely sets in. And on any certain day I can feel I'm a hundred percent supposed to be here. And then on other days I need to tap into other people's energy yeah. and go, can you help me? I, I don't feel, I feel like an imposter, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure that my male counterparts feel the same way but it just feels sometimes when you don't have a community of other women yeah. or other like non-binary people and you are the sole person on the bill um th- that you're like oh who do I go to with this and yeah. that's why sometimes some people might walk away from yeah sake it yeah, yeah feel like yeah. they don't belong because yeah. they don't feel like they do yeah um because they're yeah, they're not.
0: And also, too, because um, a lot of the time, you know, when a woman cancels, and I'm talking in open mic circuit, I'm not talking pro, um, they don't also understand that when they cancel, it's not another woman jumping in to take that spot. It's 50 men waiting in the wings and they'll happily take it without even thinking, oh... A female's dropped out, maybe I should just step back. They don't they don't even think twice about it. They're like, Oh no, I, I want that spot, I'm gonna take it. Oh my
1: god, I think I I think I did the last laughing carbs there was. I think oh, I really? actually might have done the last one. And um a male comic who uh open maker for life in my opinion, um did come and said that his brother books the the and i was new enough that i believed that bullshit yeah and he was like oh my brother books my diary and you know you're like we're not getting paid why do you have a diary? like why do you have a book that's mental but at the time i was like sure and then he had the audacity to stay and they didn't go um actually this is for this is like for women this 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 gig um they didn't they let him perform and it was just kind of baffling to me yeah he um like if personally if i went and it was an all it was just supposed to be men or just supposed to be you know a night for non-binary act i would go oh my bad i read the wrong thing i signed up to the wrong thing i'm not coming and but he was like nah. I'm gonna go on stage and be rubbish, which is what he was, and yeah. you know, um, but yeah, and so it, it's like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why do you think that that's okay? Yeah. Um. But yeah, how nice that they were like, yeah, of course you can jump on. Like, what the fuck? Um. But yeah, it's just crazy. It is
0: crazy. Mm. Yeah. Well, I kind of think that's a good. I mean, we've done we done 59 minutes. That's great. Is that what it's supposed to be? Yeah, about 45, 50. We just, I just go with the flow. Like, do you know what? Yeah, it's just having a chat about comedy. Same. Oh my God, same. I could talk I could talk about comedy and rugby. Oh my God, right. Sorry, this is not related at all.
1: But I was telling, so a lot of people, my friends, if they listen to this, they'll be like, what? Um, people don't really realize, right, I, I'm obsessed with sports
0: documentaries. I've probably watched every sports Same. documentary. Do you know why that, I think it's because, sorry to interrupt you, but I think it's because um, they are high performance people. Do you think it, I um, don't know if it's a formulaic thing, like there
1: is something at stake. Yes. Psychologically wise. Yes. But it is baffling to me, because I was telling Tegan this in the car, and she was like, you sound psychotic. But I was like, no, because I've watched like, CrossFit, <laughs> rock climbing. <laughs> Baseball, basketball, anything you could think of about sports documentaries, but I don't like sports.
0: Wow, <laughs> but I do think, I do think as a performer myself, I watch it because they have to be so professional. Yeah. They give up a lot. Yeah. They have, a, unlike us, they actually do have a age limit. Yeah, like as proper. in a ticking time clock when they, their body goes, right, yeah. you've had enough, you need to, to retire. You know, so they're not in it as long, but there is this mental thing mm. that you watch them and go, That's what I want to be as great as that. Yeah. And because they have to do, they have to have the highest level yeah. and they have to have that belief I think in themselves. It's, maybe it's identifying like yeah. the hunger. 100%. I, guess. Maybe. I think it is yeah. because, like, when you listen to other actors or comedians, you're more judging them on how they got there. But when you're watching sport, I feel like. Yeah, like you should watch Richie McCaw's documentary on Amazon. He's a rugby player. He's the captain of the All Blacks. Oh,
1: okay, it's cool. Really I will. Really
0: good. Yeah, it's one of the best. Him oh, okay. and Dan Carter. They're, they're on. Do you have Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, you should watch them. They're I watched on the Lance
1: Armstrong one the other day. Ooh. Oh my God, he is. I don't, I'm not even gonna say the word, but he is the biggest C I think I've ever seen present yeah. on a documentary. I was like, wow, you are so unlikable, it's mad. Um. But yeah, I but I it is hilarious, because my housemate was like, um, he didn't know, uh, he's known me for 15 years, and he didn't know this about me. And he was like, I would, li- he was like, I'll come in, and I'll just hear like, <laughs> <laughs> or he was like, I'll come in, and I'll hear like, tennis, like, <sighs> yeah. And he was like, "What the fuck is going on in the house?" Um, but he was like, "This is so weird. How have I never known this?" And again, Tegan was like, "I would never ever pin you as like a mm. sports documentary girly, especially because I don't like sports." No, there's something about the format. I guess. Yeah, I, I can see
0: it from what you said at the start of the podcast. How you want to be like a pro, and you yeah. want you've got an idea in your head where you want to go. Yeah. As a professional comedian, mm. it makes sense to align yourself and watch and be inspired by people who have had to do that to get yeah. to greatness. Yeah, proper. And then I just love some of the drama of it. Yeah. <gasps> have you watched the tennis one on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, that was so, so, good. so good. I don't even like tennis when I no, watched that. That's it was so amazing. good. Yeah. I only so, like rugby.
1: Honestly, now I'll just send you like links. Okay, like, yes, this please is really do. Good. Because honestly, I've like yeah, it's, it's, it's kind good. of embarrassing. But it is weird. It's very weird. No, I, I People love People don't expect me. Like, they. my algorithm is fucked. Honestly, <laughs> Netflix Same. is like, oh, we don't know. Oh, we, we, like, literally brain yeah. mash. Like, Same with playing like TikTok. We don't know what you it's want. Rugby, you rugby, want? Rugby. And I'm yeah. just like, whatever you want to give me. If it's sports <laughs> or like, um, I'm trying to think of. Like, I, I, I'm a documentary sucker anyway. Yeah, it's like, same. I love me a Yeah, I'll kind of learn yeah, about yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I do think that's a very specific niche. Yeah, I've I tried to it. write jokes about it and I can't really find a way to do it. Mm. And I think it's like, I'm trying to find the relatable angle within yeah. it because it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I am oh. yeah
0: yeah. well i think that's a good way to (laughs) end. i think that was better than before i was like kind of like (laughs) ending it but it doesn't feel like the right space to end it so this is the end yeah thanks 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 we'll go watch
1: sports talk yes let's go watch sports documentary right